sometimes runners have a hard time even feeling hunger. So, you know, they're like, well, Brooke, I don't even know what my hunger like cues are. And so one of the ways to determine your hunger cues is to start eating on a more regimented schedule. Because I find that the people that struggle with feeling hunger or even noticing when they are hungry is that they're going really long periods of time without eating, or they have been a chronic dieter in the past and they have learned to suppress their hunger cues and not listen to their body. So here's the question, how do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hey, healthy runners, have you been listening to this podcast for a while and have been implementing the strategies we talk about on a weekly basis? If so, kudos to you for taking action because we all know those that are successful are those that take action. However, I do talk to many of you runners and you guys are trying to implement the strategies. Maybe you've seen some exercises on my Spark Your Training YouTube channel, but you're just not sure if that is exactly what you should be doing depending upon your situation. So if you're looking for clarity and focus in order to be able to collapse time so you don't have to figure it out all by yourself, that is exactly what we take care of with our team of experts in our one-on-one personalized run coaching program to get you stronger and faster so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. What do you get when you sign up for the Healthy Runner Coaching Program? You get 16 weeks of one-to-one run and strength training, coaching, and accountability. You get strategic one-on-one deep dive coaching on a monthly basis. You get focused feedback on your training on a weekly basis. You get the strength program for running resource library and you get lifetime access to that. You also get an online personalized structured run and strength plan. You get a community of like-minded runners and then access to our trusted healthy runner coaching team made up of certified run coaches, a physical therapist, a registered dietitian, and personal trainers and fitness instructors. If you are interested in seeing if you are a good fit to work with myself or anyone on our team, then just head to sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Check out the behind the scenes video tour of the program and hear from runners just like you who have been through our program before. We would love to provide you the clarity on what you should be focusing on in your training, whether it is getting stronger with strength training, the specific types of runs you should be doing, or the nutrition you should be fueling your body with for those runs. If you're ready to get the support and accountability you need to take action and put the work in, then I would love to hop on a call with you to see if you're a good fit for a one-on-one healthy runner coaching program. Just head to sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching and get signed up for your enrollment strategy call with me today. Before we get into this episode, if you are looking for a nutritional advantage to increase mental focus, strength, and endurance during those runs and decrease the recovery time between those hard effort sessions, you will want to check out Perform from the Amino Company. 
Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Perform and how it can help you stay focused, get harder workouts in, and improve overall recovery on your journey of becoming a stronger, faster, lifelong, injury-free runner. Or you can check out the research for yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to episode 107 on the Healthy Runner podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and become a lifelong injury-free runner. And today, I have the expert when it comes to running nutrition with us here to talk about habits we can all make for the new year in 2022 and beyond. Uh, Thank you for agreeing to come back on the show, Brooke. I appreciate you being here tonight. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, um, Brooke Zarnecki is our resident Healthy Runner Registered Dietitian Nutritionist who helps our coaching clients troubleshoot their nutrition and is our resource within our Healthy Runner community. And we are super excited to have her back on the show to share her expertise with all of you listening to this podcast during your runs. Um, Brooke brought the fire last time and some tremendous value. Um, I got a lot of great feedback from your last episode, uh, which was episode 87. For those of you who want to check that out, if you missed that episode, um, Brooke, you know, talked a lot about and really educated us on underfueling as a runner and actually what REDS is or Red S um, or relative energy deficiency in sport and how it can affect our running performance. So if you missed that one, um, you'll definitely want to check out episode 87 on the podcast. Um, I will also drop the link uh, to that for those who are um, here on Facebook or on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Um, I will definitely drop the link to that one because I got a lot of great feedback actually, Brooke, from that episode that it was super helpful. Um, and then we also got into like other topics as well. So even we talked about uh, middle-aged mom runners, right? Like how yeah. do you fuel and feel better for your runs if you are pre or post-menopausal? So again, you guys want to get you know all of the goodness in that episode. Um, but in today's episode, in today's chat is really going to be about this new year, right? We're still in January here in the new year. And uh, in this episode, Brooke is really going to cover four actionable tips that all of us can implement um, and are going to be nutrition habits that are worth sticking to in this upcoming year. So for those of you who also stick around to the end of this, um, who are watching this live on Facebook within our Healthy Runner Facebook group, um, Brooke is actually going to release a very exciting surprise um, for you guys live here on the podcast. So this is exciting. I'm super excited. Uh, excited to hear this news, honestly. Um, and for those of you who are here live, as we move along here on the interview, Brooke is a wealth of knowledge. She has agreed um, to field any of your questions that you have for any of the tips that she shares or any other running nutrition questions that you may have um, while we go through this. So for, uh, for those, Brooke, who are new to our audience, or maybe they're just like stumbling upon this podcast as they maybe searched for like running nutrition habits, possibly, or running nutrition (laughs) tips um, within Spotify or Apple iTunes, and they don't know who you are. Can you just share a little bit about kind of who you are and what your background is um, as it relates to kind of running nutrition? 
Yeah, absolutely. So as Dwayne mentioned, my name is Brooke Sarnecki. I am a registered dietitian and I work primarily with runners. I love working with runners. I'm a runner myself. I've been running forever. Um, like a tiny fun fact is that I love the half marathon. I, that's just like a sweet spot for me right now. Um, so that's what I love to do. And back to the nutrition piece, what I love doing with runners is helping them fuel their best and feel their best with running and honestly just day to day because runners are very busy people. Um, so that is like my favorite thing to do, make sure that everybody is well fueled, properly fueled. And with that, you know, I always love to cultivate a healthy relationship with food, with all of my runners and all of my clients, because um, that is not talked about a lot in our world. And just an added added bonus that I like to provide. So a little bit more about me, but I'm super excited to get into this one. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. And um, we're super excited to have you uh, share this topic because I know this is something that, um, you know, and I think you alluded to that in, in your last episode as far as, you know, having a different um, relationship with food, right? And thinking about it in a different way and, you know, not thinking about dieting, um, mm -hmm. you know, especially for us as runners and as athletes. And, you know, we do have to fuel our bodies for the performance goals. And some of us as runners might have weight loss goals, right? And that might be why some people actually started running. Um, totally. So I love, you know, your mindset and all of the tips that you share within our, you know, Healthy Runner Facebook group and how you've been helping our coaching clients out. Um, so, you know, I really, I really just love your outlook and mindset um, in how runners should approach um, their nutrition as they as they move forward in their running journey. So let me just give a little shout out, honestly, to people who are hopping on here. We got a lot of our uh, clients hopping on here. So Sue, thanks for joining. Coach Whitney's here. Uh, Lindsay, how are you? Thanks for joining from San Antonio. I'll be there soon yeah. for conference. Um, Roger, thanks for jumping on here. Um, you are crushing your training. Keep up the great work. Gene, what's going on? Um, Annie's here. Coach Kat's here. Amanda's also here, who's also consistently crushing her training right now. Um, Coach Lou is here. Wow, we got like the coach's corner. Um, <laughs> we got everyone hopping on here just because they know you're going to be sharing some uh, valuable input. And Christy is here. How you doing, Christy? Um, yeah, one of your favorite topics is nutrition, Christy says. And uh, Courtney's here. Thanks so much for joining. Courtney's excited to be here and Adam is here. So thank you guys all for jumping on here. Feel free, like I said, to answer or ask any of your questions as we go along here today. All right, Brooke. So without further delay, let's do this. Let's get into, I know you had talked about, you know, thinking about like four kind of actionable tips that you think, you know, runners really need to hear about um, and how we can improve our running nutrition habits um, for this new year. So what is uh, tip number one? Tip number one is eating consistently. And, you know, I like to keep these tips really simple because nutrition does not have to be complicated, um, especially like the internet search, you know, like best diet. It's like, there will be a million different things. So to make it simple, the first thing is that you must eat consistently. And this is especially important for athletes um, because we are active individuals. Our body should not be going long periods of time without eating. Um, of course, we have to sleep at night, but during the day, during waking hours, when you are moving, you need to be fueling your body every three to four hours. That's my rule of thumb. Like, Don't go longer than four hours without eating. 
And why do I say this? It's because this will help prevent cravings. So if you find yourself, you know, as one of those, like, oh, I do really well all day. And then at night, I just feel like, you know, I'll, I'll hell breaks loose. I can't, you know, control myself. My willpower goes out the window. You know, that's tip number one, especially people struggling with cravings is to fuel your body consistently throughout the day. Don't go longer than four hours without eating. Um, and honestly, like better runs, like all of this is related to running, right? So having a more consistent energy supply will automatically make you a well-supported runner um, when you're out there, you know, burning up all that energy. So tip number one. Yeah. So I guess, so from what I he heard from you is every four hours, right? We should be having something. And what if someone has a really busy job and, you know, they, they can't, you know, eat a meal every four hours. Any, any suggestions for those folks? Um, I just was talking with the runner just a little while ago who uh, mm -hmm. can't do that. Yeah. You know, it's really, really hard. And if it is like, you absolutely cannot, you can't even like run, you know, somewhere, put a couple bites in your mouth, like something is better than nothing. But you know, if, if that is you, if you have to go a long period of time without eating, really make sure that you are able to have like really well-balanced large meals before and after work. Um, and, you know, try not to skip those meals either. So make sure that you really are prioritizing your meal time before and after work, give yourself plenty of time to prepare things um, and have things available to you. But I always try to tell my clients like where there's a will, there's a way. If you really want to prioritize nutrition, we should probably try to look at something that you can do, even if it's a small snack throughout the day, that will be better than nothing. Okay. All right. So eating consistently, if we can't get a full meal in, eat a snack um, during the day. And I think, um, you know, as it relates to those snacks or those meals, I think this is a nice segue into your second mm -hmm. tip. Um, yeah. You know, which of those consist of? Yeah. So when we are talking about you know, meals and snacks, I always talk about this concept of balance. So let's talk about snacks in particular, because I think this is a lot of like where, where I talk with a lot of runners about is with their snacking. So snacking is absolutely okay. And I definitely encourage it for runners and athletes to be able to make sure that they're meeting their energy needs throughout the day. Um, but what I find with snacks is a lot of times they are carb heavy or they're just only carbs. So, you know, maybe you just have an apple and then you're out the door or you have you know, a handful of crackers, and then you're like, okay, that's good. So what I always encourage with snacks in particular is that if you are having a carbohydrate, always pair it with a protein and or a fat. And what this does is not only does it help it help you stabilize your blood sugar, um, which prevents these really large energy um, ebbs and flows. So it kind of keeps things a little bit more stable, but it will also help you feel more full and more satisfied in between your meals because there's like absolutely nothing worse than having I always use the, the apple example because it's so true for a lot of people an apple just doesn't stick with you it, it stays with you for like 15 minutes and they're like well what the heck like I just ate um so if that's you you know try having some maybe some peanut butter adding some peanut butter to your apple or have an apple with a cheese stick an apple with nuts those are really good examples of some snack ideas to help you not only balance your blood sugar, but help you stay satisfied too. So the saying is correct. Like an apple a day will keep the doctor away, but 
you need to pair it with <laughs> some protein or some healthy fats, right? Uh, with yes. that apple. Yes, absolutely. And that really is a big game changer. Um, like, you know, kind of going back to what our conversation was before about underfueling, like that can be your ticket to, you know, increasing overall intake and calories and making sure that you're getting enough energy too. So it, it kind of hits on lots of different things, but. Nice. Yeah. The apple is definitely my staple, um, for my <laughs> breakfast, uh, during the week, at least to so the weekends, like after a long run, I like to indulge on like nice, like egg omelet and I'll pair those carbs. Like you mentioned, yeah. I have a nice bagel, um, with that to replenish those glycogen stores. But during totally. the week it's, uh, an apple. And then I will do, um, uh, my plant-based protein, um, with that apple, um, always, making sure that I pair it because I did used to notice that honestly, before I really started kind of making sure that I followed your tip number two here, um, is I used to have like an apple for a snack at work. I remember like 15 years ago or something. And I'd be like, eat the apple. And I'm like, I'm freaking hungry. Like, you know, 15, yeah. 20 minutes later, I'm like, man, I just got hungry. And, but it's so true. Like you really feel a difference when you are able to pair that um, with some protein and some healthy fats. Um, so for those of you who, you know, either are having that apple or I see a lot of people we snacking, it seems like in the workplace, especially is like go-to is like pretzels. Yeah. Like people like snack on pretzels all the time. I feel like I've had so mm -hmm. many coworkers snacking on pretzels. Um, and you know, if you never pair that with that protein or fat, like you're going to just be hungry, like 10, 15 minutes later, right? It's not going to totally. really kind of stick there. Um, so I think that is a, is a great point. And I've noticed that has been uh, something I've noticed a difference in, in how I feel and something I'm trying to get my daughters to really implement. It's so hard though, right? <laughs> Kids, like they just want the carbs and like, I think my daughter, like, will chase a carb with another carb. Like, she'll have like pasta with like potatoes or like pasta and pasta, pasta and rice. And I'm like, where's your protein? Like, where's your protein? <laughs> um, but for us, kind of going back as like athletes and runners, it's especially important, right? From a recovery standpoint as well. Totally. Yeah. And there is one exception to that, uh, the pairing. And I almost forgot to mention it, but. The exception to not having to pair your carbs with anything is pre-workout. So when we are beginning our workout, we want quick carbs, quick energy. So we don't necessarily want a whole bunch of protein and fat before our workout. One, because it will just sit in your stomach and probably cause some cramps. Um, but two, your body is just not going to use it as efficiently. So the exception to that would be just carbs pre-workout. You don't have to pair it with anything. Thank you for bringing that up. Excellent. Excellent point. Um, <clears throat> I know like staple for some runners is they'll do like a smidge of like peanut butter, right? Like on a mm -hmm. piece of toast, um, or with their banana or, um, apples probably definitely not the best <laughs> fruit to have before <laughs> a long run or a race, um, just because of the fiber content, but, um, more with the toast. And, you know, the one that is like my staple now is the medjool dates, um, yeah. I've been doing that a lot, um, honestly, like this morning before my run and then, um, gym workout, like that's been my go-to now. And that's felt totally fine in my stomach. I remember Claire Bartholik shared that, um, on the podcast when she came on 
to uh, talk about like plant-based kind of um, fueling for mm -hmm. runners. And yeah, that's, I, I've liked that one a lot. And it's not so, cause I do get a lot of runners too, right? I'm sure you, you must get this all the time is, you know, I wake up in the morning, I'm not hungry. I don't want to mm -hmm. eat before I go out. I can't eat anything, you know, I'm, uh, I don't want to eat and neither did I. But then yeah. once I started just giving a little fuel, um, especially if you're running for performance, and you are looking to actually get in hard runs and quality mm -hmm. sessions and you're doing speed work or you're doing definitely like your long run, you need to fuel for that's a definite, but for like the, the, the weekday runs, um, for those who are doing beyond, you know, the easy run, it's so important to fuel. Um, you Why? definitely notice a huge dramatic difference in like your output and what you're actually able to do in that workout. Um, once you start fueling. So if you're listening to this and have never tried it, trust, don't even trust me, trust the expert here. Brooke's the expert here, right? She's the registered dietitian. Um, she says to do it, uh, we should all be doing it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I have noticed, uh, anecdotally, right. My N of one, um, I've noticed a huge difference in my performance and how I feel. And even cause a lot of times, like you guys know how passionate I am about strength training, those weekday ones I pair with a run. So it's like a long, like literally I was doing probably two hours, two and a half hours exercise today. Right. Yeah. It's a long time to go without fueling at all. Right. And having just everything on empty and I'm not going to have the energy toward the end of my strength workout that I want to have, um, in order to really push those muscles to where they need to be pushed if I'm not fueled. So totally. yeah, Amanda agrees about the date. She takes her dates on her runs. Awesome. Um, and yeah, Katya says uh, she had date plus uh, peanut balls before my morning run today. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, those are so good. Dates are like candy. They just taste so good. Ah, delicious. Yeah. And uh, if you don't mind, we have, we do have a question from our yeah. audience. So uh, Christy is asking about um, now that she is in more consistent base training phase of her training, as opposed to marathon training that she crushed in the fall. Um, mm -hmm. So should she change her nutrition? Um, you know, right now she's increasing her weight training or her strength training, um, but her mileage is lower. So mm -hmm. would you recommend for someone in her situation, just to, I guess, um, recap that question for someone who came off a of marathon training, now they're base training, their mileage is lower, but they're spending more time in the gym doing strength training. Should the nutrition requirements and demands change? So that's a great question because it's, it's not a, obviously it's not a one size fits all. I wish nutrition was more black and white sometimes, but your body is not going to be using as much of that cardiovascular system, right? So the theory is that you won't need as many carbs when you transition into like a more strength based training program. But then again, I'm not sure exactly how many miles you're doing. Um, sometimes when marathoners like tell me that they're not running much, like, Oh, I'm still running only like 40 miles a week. And I'm like, only 40 miles. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it really depends on individualized needs. However, I will say that your body demands likely are a little bit less. Now that doesn't mean that you should be trying to restrict your intake or holding yourself back from certain, you know, foods or anything like that. But I think this is also a really good segue into our third point, which is learning hunger and fullness cues. Um, that really is going to help drive what you need nutritionally um, and becoming more aware with your, of your body and what it's telling you, what it needs. Um, but I will say, you know, don't shy away from the protein, especially if you are trying to gain muscle, gain strength, 
that will become a little bit more important um, as you move into more strength-based training. Nice. And would the, would you say the profiles maybe should change like percentages of carbs and protein in this scenario? It's not much. It's very negligible. Okay. Um, it's not like, you know, 20% difference. It's, you know, maybe five to 10% difference, but it's nothing crazy. And that's, that's kind of like the point I want to get across is that like small shifts, but nothing extreme. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense in my mind, at least from, you know, if you're shifting to more like anaerobic training with strength training, and it's not aerobic in nature, um, that you wouldn't need as many carbs to fuel, right? Mm -hmm. But I would think, you know, again, depending upon the strength training that you're doing, if you are lifting heavy, right, and you are yeah. breaking down muscles, then I would imagine the protein requirements may increase a little bit. However, you know, if someone is marathon training, they're breaking down a lot of muscle too, right? So they're going to need yes. that protein for like the rebuilding as well. Um, so yeah, it's definitely interesting to kind of think about. So I guess in summary, you would say maybe a slight shift in slight shift. In, yeah. Yep. Okay. But it shouldn't dictate, you know, you shouldn't be you know, restricting certain things or, you know, not eating certain snacks or meals because of your shift in training. So just that you're using different body systems, which honestly, sometimes that shift is like a shock to the body and you just need a lot more than what you might think you need because your body's just working a little bit harder. Right. So, yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. Awesome. Christy says, thank you. Now, you know how passionate I am about strength training in order to run, and that runners who don't do any strength work are more likely to suffer some of those stubborn running injuries, whether it's runner's knee, plantar fasciitis, IT band syndrome, or tendonitis. And one of the keys to becoming a healthy runner is dedicating time to strength training. However, I get it. It's hard to dedicate the time, get motivated, and have the energy to get in the strength work whether you are going to the gym or you're working out in your basement or living room in the early mornings like I do before work or if you're doing it after work in the evening. I have been on the lookout for a truly healthy pre-workout option to help with energy and focus during my workouts and post-run that will also provide a nutritional boost so I can maximize my recovery and performance when strength training. That is why I am super pumped, literally, that I found Perform from the Amino Company. Perform is an essential amino acid-based formulation that I simply add to water in my shaker bottle and have 30 minutes before my run or gym workout. It tastes great and is easy on my stomach. Perform helps improve mental focus, peak strength, endurance, reduces fatigue, and increases muscle protein synthesis so you can recover faster from your runs or your strength training. I feel great since I have switched my pre-workout to perform, but what I feel most happy about is that I know exactly what I am putting in my body and that it is backed by real research and science. I actually brought on one of the leaders in amino acid research, Dr. Robert Wolf, on the show during episode 92 of the podcast. If you want a deeper dive on the effects and the literature out there on amino acids, hear my chat with Dr. Wolf, as I am sure you will be as impressed as I was learning more about essential amino acids and their effects on us as runners. 
there's actually an abundance of research out there documenting the efficacy of essential amino acids with over hundreds of studies demonstrating improvements in focus, performance, and recovery from those long runs and hard effort session workouts. If you're looking for a nutritional performance advantage, we've got a special offer for you where you can save 30% and get a free gift using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to aminoco.com slash healthyrunner. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash healthyrunner. And use the code healthyrunner at checkout to save 30%. All right. So we're down to the fourth tip already. Last tip, right? Third tip. Well, the third tip. Oh, you... Sorry, I thought you gave the third tip away already. Yeah, let's get into that third tip. You talked about kind of hunger, fullness cues. What's that, what, is, what does that even mean? Yeah. So, you know, is we all like think of hangry? like gr- grumbly stomach, you know, like emptiness feeling in the stomach, right? Is like typically how we think of hunger and, um, you know, fullness. A lot of times I find that athletes just know both the extremes of the hunger and fullness scale. They're not really sitting in the middle. They're either starving or they're uncomfortably full and they have trouble um, kind of finding that middle ground and finding that place where they're just content and satisfied. Um, And I'll tell you, like learning about your hunger and fullness cues is a total game changer and it's not as easy as it sounds. And it's definitely not like the hunger fullness diet. So, you know, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. There's many, many different layers to this. But what I will say is that Hunger may show up for you in different ways than just, oh, my stomach is growling um, or my stomach is feeling empty. Other signs of more subtle signs of hunger is your lack of focus. Maybe you're losing focus, you're at work and you're like, oh, geez, I just can't stop thinking about food. Um, That's a sign that you're hungry. Another sign of hunger would be start to get a little bit shaky. Um, You feel a little bit weak. Maybe you're getting a headache. Um, you're just feeling you got some brain fog. Those are other signs of fullness or hunger. And then um, a big one for a lot of people and myself in particular is anxiety. If I start to feel anxious and I, I haven't had anything to eat in a while, I'm like, wow, I think maybe I need to go eat some food. So those are some other different, more subtle signs of hunger besides just that, you know, stomach feeling. Um, because we know that stress you know, emotions can play a huge role in how our hunger is regulated. So sometimes we can't rely on what our stomach is telling us. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> and would you say for someone who was having some of those symptoms, um, almost to like try all that out and like, go have something to eat and see if that helps get rid of your headache? Or do you notice that you're able to focus better? Um, and if so, then that kind of confirms essentially that it was some of these hunger things that were kind of causing some of those symptoms? Yeah, 100%. And I find too that sometimes runners have a hard time even feeling hunger. So, you know, they're like, well, Brooke, I don't even know what my hunger like cues are. And so one of the ways to determine your hunger cues is to start eating on a more regimented schedule. Because I find that the people that struggle with feeling hunger or even noticing when they are hungry is that they're going really long periods of time without eating, or they have been a chronic dieter in the past and they have learned to suppress their hunger cues and not listen to their body. 
Um, because there's like this big thing out there that's like, well, if you're hungry, try X, Y, and Z before you actually eat food. Um, and that drives me nuts. It's like, if you're hungry, just eat some food. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's all I'll add to that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that it kind of makes sense, right? In my mind, it, it makes sense. Um, so hopefully this is making sense for you guys. And I, I guess, you know, one may pose the question or maybe thinking, but Brooke, like I'm trying to lose weight here. Like, shouldn't I be trying to suppress my hunger and like eat less? So I do lose weight. Great question. Yeah. So I'm sure you get that a lot. (laughs) 100%. If you are feeling like you have to be hungry in order to lose weight, you're approaching weight loss the wrong way. Um, We've got to find ways for you to feel satisfied and for you to feel like you know, content and comfortable with your eating um, so that you, because if you're hungry, your body's likely under a lot of stress and then you're adding running on top of that and you're just, you know, fast track to injury. So, you know, weight loss should not mean that you are hungry all the time, that you're miserable, you're irritable. There are many different ways for us to, you know, make sure that you are feeling satisfied with the foods that you're eating if you are trying to achieve weight loss. Great point. And yeah, I I love how you how you talked about the little injury um, as well, because obviously that's what I see on my end. And mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of circling back to the initial chat we had in episode 87 about, you know, relative energy deficiency and that being a risk factor for injuries as well. Um, yeah, I think I, I can agree more that, you know, the outlook on weight loss, I think, and, and how you approach food needs to be a different strategy versus just restrict, restrict and don't eat. And that's how I'm going to lose weight. So yeah, listen to the expert here. And, and I think, you know, if you guys think about it, right, like if you think about all these fad diets out there and these gimmicks and, you know, things that work or people who try these, whatever name diet you want to you know, put out there and they're like, Oh my goodness, I lost 30 pounds in two weeks and three weeks. Right. Like how many of those people actually stick with that? Right. And keep that off. Um, and I think that's what we're all about here in our healthy runner community is kind of lifestyle changes and we're lifelong runners. Right. And we want to do this because we love the mental release and, you know, our physical mental benefits that we get from running. And if you're approaching it, like, Hey, I need to lose some weight. Like, okay, that, that might be true. And you might be looking to improve your health, but there is a, a right way to go about it. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's a not to right way to go about it where you can get short-term benefit, but nothing in the long-term. Um, so I think, you know, Brooks wisdom and expertise here. Um, I think you should really, really, you know, let it settle in, especially if you are of that belief and, and I'm not, um, you know, pointing fingers by any means, um, because honestly, that's how we've been brought up. That's how we were brought up. Right. Like I felt the same way, like going through all high school, college, um, in my twenties and was like, how am I going to get lean? How am I going to like trim down and get rid of body fat? And okay, I just got to eat less. Right. And I just got to be hungry. I got to like really be starving before I actually eat something. And, you know, 
there mm -hmm. is a better way. And we know more now with science and research. And, you know, that's what Brooks education obviously is all about. Just like from an injury perspective, we know more now to treat Achilles, you know, tendon pain or plantar fasciitis is not rest, ice and stop running, right? Like uh -huh. we know more now, same thing for weight loss. We know more now. So there are, there are better strategies out there if you are kind of, you know, thinking that is the only way or the right way. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. So kind of third tip was learning those hunger cues and fullness cues um, and just not living in the extremes, right? Not being like right. starving. I, like we've all been there, right? You're like, oh my goodness, I am like absolutely starving right now. And I was kind of getting there yesterday was my uh, daughter's volleyball tournament. And it was like, you know, we were in there for many, many hours and <laughs> You know, I did bring my snacks, which was a good thing. So I did have my nuts and I had my uh, prunes with me. Um, but, you know, I still that didn't last me from when I needed my meal. Um, so I was at that point. And yeah, I think we all have a tendency, right? When we are starving like that, too, we definitely overeat because we're like, yeah. oh, my goodness, I'm so hungry. And it, it is, is it true? I've heard this before. You tell me if it's a myth, you can like myth bust on the healthy runner podcast here. Um, it, does it take time for our, our brain to actually perceive the food that we're actually ingesting into our GI system? And is that like, there's a delay in there in like, you know, we just keep eating because our brains haven't been satisfied yet of knowing, Hey, I've gotten enough food. And then by the time, like our GI system start doing their thing to like break down the food and the, with the acids and everything, it's already too late. Like you've already overeaten. Is that, is that true at all? So uh, there's no like rule, you know, of like 20 minutes, you should wait 20 minutes because that's how long it takes to catch up. Like there's no specific rule about that, but if you think about like biology and what happens to our body way back, you know, like people are hunters and gatherers. If you go a long period of time without eating your body's mechanism, it's like a, it's a safety mechanism for your body to feel safe again. So it's going to overdo it because it's worried about where the next source of food may be coming from. But on like a certain level of, you know, I, I just went five hours or six hours without eating. Normally I eat, you know, consistently throughout the day. It's super easy to overeat because again, your body is wanting a quick source of energy. It's wanting quick calorie dense foods to, to satisfy its need. Um, so it's, it's like a biological mechanism and it's a safety mechanism for your body. So it's not that you're doing something wrong. It's actually completely expected of your body because that is just how we are biologically. Um, so I, there is no, I, I don't have an answer for you, but that is my roundabout answer <laughs> to the question. Okay. All right. No, it makes sense. And I, yeah, I think that's uh, a good way to look at it is like hunters and gatherers. And like, that's how kind of our anatomy, right? It was like programmed. And um, if you go on those long, long periods of time, then it's like, all right, like eat what you kill or whatever, you know, the, the yeah. philosophy is or um, all right, let's get into this fourth tip here. So what is our fourth tips for nutrition habits? Um, you know, or running nutrition habits for the new year? So keep it simple and stay consistent. That is the fourth tip, um, especially with the new year. There's a lot of pressure and influence to try something that is crazy or, you know, something that's like, do this for 30 days. And then what, I mean, what happens after the 30 days? So I always tell my clients and runners who ever ask me, you know, do things that you think you can do and you know that you can do for lifelong and, you know, pick one thing that you want to work on 
and really master that one thing before you try to do it all. Because I, I think that's an easy trap to fall into. You know, when motivation is really high, we want to start something new. We go all in and we do it all. And then we're like, whoa, this is not realistic or sustainable for me. And then we go all out. So, you know, try to find, again, that middle ground so we're not living in the extreme. And keep it simple, honestly. Keep it simple, stupid Dwayne. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kiss kiss principle, right? For those yes. of you familiar with that. And yeah, and I think the staying consistent is a little different than the consistency you talked about in tip one, right? Consistency in tip one was more like eating consistently throughout the day. Here you're talking about what can you do consistently for the longevity, right? Or the long run, pun intended, yes. right? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, what are you going to be able to stick with as part of a lifestyle, as opposed mm -hmm. to part of a diet for runners? Yes, 100%. Awesome. No, it's definitely helpful. And I would say, you know, those, so for those that don't know, um, you know, Brooke does help a lot of our coaching clients out who are in our healthy runner coaching program. And I would say these are kind of the themes, um, you know, that, you have talked to me about and that we've chatted with our athletes about. Um, and I like how you really focus on what's the clarity and like the focus they need right now, as opposed to this, like, like you mentioned, this huge overall, you know, diet or nutrition change for them um, that might not be right. Sustainable for them. Um, yeah. And really kind of pinpointing um, what are the things, but these are definitely, I would say the heavy hitters in things that have been um, that, you know, we've talked about before. So for those of you um, who are here on the Facebook live, um, feel free to drop any more questions in as we kind of wrap up here um, that Brooke can answer for you um, with regard to running nutrition. And yeah, Brooke, I'm excited for this big announcement. Um, so what is this announcement all about? What's new? I, I totally forgot that we were going to talk about that. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, I'm already married. I'm not getting married. <laughs> no, this so, is an announcement that you're like pregnant or anything, right? I'm not announcing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So because I've been working with so many of Dwayne's clients, we have started to notice lots of different themes with what comes up for runners, like the most common issues that come up with runners, come up for runners. And really what I wanted to do was create a program that encompasses it all and if you want to know how to if you want to know exactly how to feel your body as a runner you're going to want to find out more details about this um, I'd be happy to share you the details after this podcast or you can drop them off in the comments you can put details below but really this is for runners who just are tired of the confusion they're tired of feeling hungry all the time they just want to know like how do I properly feel my body um, so I've created this resource for you that I'm really excited to share and, you know, it's like the most affordable way to work with me. And it's because I want to reach as many runners as possible. So super excited about it. I don't want to share much more because I want you guys to be interested um, and reach out about it. So I'll leave it at that. Awesome. So this is going to be, like uh, Brooke said, a a really um, efficient way to, to get into Brooke's mind and get access to Brooke and help on your running nutrition. Um, 
So if you are interested in, in doing that and you are here on the Facebook Live, just comment details in the comment box. Um, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, you know, crushing your run right now and you want some more help, you, you know, you liked what Brooke had to say um, and some of her uh, philosophy for nutrition for runners and you want to learn a little bit more about this new program that she's going to be having, um, just click the link. Um, by then, we will have the link in the uh, show notes and you can um, learn more or I guess um, how can runners, um, you know, connect with you, Brooke? What's the best uh, way for people to connect with you if they're listening to the podcast? Yeah, my Instagram is the best way to contact me. Um, it is at Intentful Nutrition. Um, the handle will be in the, in the notes, but that is the absolute best way to contact me. I'm most active over there and I love like sharing lots of value over there. So I do post really consistently and I'm always available in my DMs. So I'm very accessible on Instagram. Awesome. And yeah, you can also find Brooke in our Healthy Runner Facebook group. Um, yeah. So she is one of the, uh, the uh, part of our uh, coaching team um, within our Facebook group. So you will see her post uh, content in there as well. Um, so you can find her there if you're not part of our Healthy Runner Facebook group yet. Um, mm -hmm. You definitely want to uh, jump in there. So yeah, I'm super excited about this. Um, I think it's going to help a lot of runners, especially as we're kind of, you know, fighting through the winter months here and, yes. you know, we're not in exactly bathing suit weather yet. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think this will help keep our focus right and get some clarity on the things we need to really be focusing on now for our nutrition. So we can get these, these things in order, um, before we really jump into like hard race training. Um, yeah. for most folks, you know, some people are getting into some of that now, um, if they have a kind of April, uh, race on the calendar. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be super helpful. Um, so just to recap, um, in this episode, Brooke really shared with us, you know, four tips for running nutrition habits for the new year, um, here in 2022. And just to kind of give you a quick recap, tip one was eating consistently throughout the day, right? So like every four hours you mentioned, uh, tip two was pairing the carb with a protein and or fat um, to make sure that we're always combining, not just eating a carb or only eating a protein. Um, third tip was learning those hunger and fullness cues and not living in the extremes of uh, those hunger and fullness cues. And then the fourth tip was keeping it simple and not making it too complex and just having a plan that is sustainable, right? And that you can consistently be able to follow through with. How did I do on that recap? That was an excellent recap. Um, See, I was I taking notes. Wanna, you were, you were, I saw you. So if you are listening to this and you're like, this woman sounds a little bit crazy. Like these concepts are not what I've ever heard of before. So all of these concepts that I teach to everybody is directly from the intuitive eating book. So um, it is a very, it's actually not a new concept, but it's starting to take, take, uh, take off in these last couple of years with this like mega dieting world that we have going on. Um, so intuitive eating is really all about like rejecting traditional diet culture and learning to tune into your body. So these are where I get all of my concepts. It is research backed. There's lots of research on it. Um, and again, that's, that's what I love. It's my passion. And I love teaching people about intuitive eating. So what this is all about. I love it. And, you know, obviously, you know, we've already 
mentioned this earlier and that's what I love about your mindset. And, and again, it, I think it, that's why you're such a perfect fit for our healthy runner community is because I think it, it just pairs well with what we do from like the physical standpoint and, you know, strength training in order to run and how we approach injuries. And, you know, it, we're looking for longevity and, you know, not just, you know, making you feel better in your, you know, IT band to get you through this marathon, but make you feel better and prevent it from coming back ever in your training, you know, moving forward. And I yeah. think, you know, your philosophy on, you know, running nutrition is very similar to mine as it, you know, from an injury standpoint um, as well. So thank you again for always sharing all the goodness that you share in our community. And thanks for coming on here again on the podcast. Um, for those on Facebook, uh, thanks for hopping on here. Um, if you liked anything, you know, Brooke had to say, hit that like, hit the love button, show her some like hearts, give her a little shout out, you know, uh, thank her for taking the time to share all that she shares with our community. And, um, thanks for those that are watching on the spark your training YouTube channel and listening on the podcast. Um, remember guys, Spotify just added, you know, a new rating system. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, you know, just kind of click over to the show, hit that follow button and give us, you know, a rating and stars and what you think uh, we do deserve. And I would greatly appreciate it. It would help more runners find um, all of the great, uh, valuable information that Brooke is sharing with us today. Um, so we appreciate you guys. Remember every week we go live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So if you want to join the conversation and get your questions answered, just like some of our uh, runners who hopped on here today, um, you can always check us out in the events tab to find out what the next episode will be and all of the guests that we have lined up for you. Um, any final parting shots, Brooke? I don't think so. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Dwayne. Awesome. Thanks for coming on again. And thank you all. Remember, guys, let's stay active. Let's stay healthy. And let's just keep on running into 2022 and doing it with some healthy nutrition. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, much of what you heard on this episode is delivered live within our Healthy Runner free Facebook group. So head over to there to request to join our community in which you will have access to the video version of this episode and so many bonus features, including blog article references and YouTube video links, as well as me answering your specific running related questions. Also, we are closing in on 50 reviews on iTunes, which I am super pumped about given we're only six months into this podcast journey together. So to help me get there, the first thing you need to do is you have to subscribe to the sucker, whether it is Apple iTunes that you're listening to this or whatever platform you are on. The next thing is make sure you leave a review. I love to hear what you have to say and I read all of them and it means a lot to me. The last thing, guys, is take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it on your stories on Instagram and tag me. That's at Spark Your Training. If you do this, I will repost it so you'll get a bump, I'll get a bump, and most importantly, we will share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them be healthy and stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. Let's try and get to 50 reviews on the podcast. Thanks for listening.